1: woo wings a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and World Championship Wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. Tell them, Nate. wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday! Shabani and Conrad Thompson. Crockett for Stargate, 605 NWA TV title, Cajun on the double, Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, bottom Mid South, joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim rocket promotion Tony and Prince they win. Look, Shavani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow under. So our cat champ, Vinny Max, simulcast Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast Watch a long, try not to laugh, the lowest rules cat back This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's a good looking man One like Bill, make a chair, come, here, come on
2: Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone, Tony, what's going on, man. How are you? I'm doing great Conrad. I hope you are. Hello
3: everybody. We're going to go to Saudi Arabia. How about that?
2: I don't want to, but here we go. Crown jewel 2018. Uh, this is one of those shows that Tony never saw. Uh, of course he was doing a podcast by this point but not yet back in wrestling and certainly not interested enough to sit down and watch crown jewel. Of course, uh, Saudi Arabia has been uh, a pretty controversial topic in and out of wrestling for a while. And I'm excited to take a look at uh, the 2018 edition because well, some interesting stuff happened on this show. Of course, we're going to see Shawn Michaels come out of retirement and was one of the last matches we would see from the undertaker and, well, we're probably going to see why some of this stuff is over for good. Now, uh, this show, Tony got 4.3% thumbs up, 88.6% thumbs down. That's when, you know, we're going to have a fun show. Me and you.
3: Okay, yeah. So here's my question about that because we live in such a world where political correctness dominates everything. Do you think the thumbs down were because of the controversy of Saudi Arabia and the human rights violations that it didn't matter how the matches were? People were going to shit on it. You think?
2: Why don't I ask you that question after you watch the main event? How's that sound? Okay. So, listen, this is a, a 17 hour show, uh, and Tony and I have shit to do. So we're going to encourage you to pull up crown jewel, crown jewel, easy for me to say 2018 season one, episode one, uh, go to two hours, two minutes and 30 seconds. You should be seeing Corey Graves, Michael Cole, and Renee Paquette on your TV. They're going to finish up hyping up a WrestleMania travel package. And then we're going to talk about what we're here for the main four matches on this program which are going to be AJ Styles and Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman for the vacant Universal Title. And then we're going to have, as you may recall, the World Cup, the best in the world if you will. Mm. Shane McMahon going to be replacing the Miz and taking on Dolph Ziggler, and then our main event. Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement, Sans Hair mm. with Triple H who's going to tear a pectoral muscle in the middle of this match. To take on the Undertaker and the mayor of Knox County, Kane. I call him the mayor because he loses the mask here accidentally. It is a snafu. And some of you might not be familiar with that term. Tony, you're old. What's snafu mean? A fuck up situation. Normal all fucked up. (laughs) And that's what this is. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun we got two great commercials that we're going to be bringing you today. I say great commercials because last week, Tony, you were very complimentary of my manscaped to read, ah, uh, should have been good stuff. Well, I have updates about it and I can't wait to share them with you. When we talk about manscaped here in a little bit, but for now, fire up your peacock WWE crown jewel, 2018 season one, episode one. And Tony right now is when we usually have a special countdown. Here it comes.
4: I'm
0: sorry, i
1: Gentlemen, coming up right now, it's about the WWE Championship. It is one of the most personal and professional rivalries that we have ever witnessed on SmackDown. It is AJ Styles, the reigning WWE Champion, and his bitter enemy, the challenger Samoa Joe.
2: So there you go. Are going to have our world title match here. AJ Styles made quite a splash in the company a few years prior to this. Uh, very quickly, people recognized he's one of the best in the world. Of course, longtime TNA fans were familiar with that, and they're familiar with this man. Mm. I don't think in 02, when I was seeing these guys tear it up, you know, 02, 03, 04, 05 especially, I don't think in O five, I would have imagined, hey, man, these guys are going to be battling for the WWE title one day. And by one day, I mean 13 years later. Of course, they're telling a pretty personal storyline here Samojo calling out AJ's wife, ringing the doorbell. Uh, I, I like when we try to make things personal, I don't think it's necessary with two in-ring performers like this, but story goes a long way in WWE. Does it not? Oh, it,
3: it the story goes a long way in, in any uh, pro wrestling, uh, scenario, even with us. And listen, I, I love great matches and we have had great matches, but I also love great stories too. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, this is pretty good. And now we're seeing, uh. As we're looking on the, this package, uh, Brian Danielson, who I absolutely love, yeah, God, what a pro!
2: It's it's crazy to think what about Brian Danielson back in wrestling after so long. We thought, man, we'll never see him again. We do. Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson and Mike Chioda, the mm. referee there, Yeah. no longer with WWE, just AJ Styles, yeah. If I was a betting man back in this era and, and I thought one guy was going to stick around WWE of this bunch, I would have thought probably in no particular order. Kyoto mm-hmm. gone, Brian mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. Joe, because of the relationship with, with Hunter and, and Regal mm-hmm. gone. And now mm-hmm. we even see page on the camera there or, yeah. boy, I always say it wrong. Is it Soraya? Cause I don't think i was saying Soraya before. It's Soraya. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Saraya. It's amazing. You take a look at this, you know, just four years ago, how many of those folks no longer with WWE hanging out with your sorry tale every Wednesday? Mm,
3: how about that? Joe is such a cool guy in real life. I mean, one of the coolest. Uh, and, uh, I'm so glad I've gotten to know him. Well, I, 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 you know, and, and again, I was talking about how great of a of a pro that, that Brian Danielson is. I think it's, I think it's well-documented on the dirt sheets that Danielson and Jericho and John Moxley are kind of the leaders of our clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of our captains and they have just, they have really done a good job with, with attitude and, and oh, take a look at.
2: How about at this, this set, dude? Yeah. Is that a WrestleMania style set or what? Oh yeah.
3: Well, you know what? If you get all this money, I was watching, I watched the beginning of it, uh, of the show and Lois was sitting there with me and I said, I just want to see the open. And of course, Hogan comes in the open of the show. Right. Yeah. And the fireworks are spectacular. And I, and I know for a fact that fireworks, even on a small level are expensive. Oh Yeah. But the fireworks they had, which went around, ringed around the stadium were unbelievable. So they just had to just have, and Lois said, how much they'd have to spend to that for this? I said, it didn't matter. (laughs) They got so much money for this. They could, the budget was probably, nah, don't worry about it. Just spend it.
2: Yeah. I, um, I've heard Joe Rogan talk on his podcast about him having conversations with Dana White about the incredible wealth in this area of the country where there are individuals, not individual families, but like dudes who make billions of dollars a day in oil a day. Mm -hmm. So like we're talking trillionaire type folks, Yep, just wealth we could never know. And then I saw this video the other day. Some, I don't even know. Sometimes I just have YouTube just playing in the background as I'm doing my work. And, Mm -hmm. uh, something popped up about credit cards and I don't really use credit cards. So I don't really know or keep up with what's happening in credit cards, but apparently the most rare credit card in the world is a credit card. That's made available in Dubai for the 200 most richest people in that area of the country. It's only 200 cards. It's like made out of solid gold. It has a diamond in it. And there's no limit. Any charge for any amount will be approved. No questions asked. So you want to buy a $3 million or $3 million Bugatti? No problem. Just put it on that card. That to me is just like hard to wrap your head around, that. folks are just, yeah, I'll just swipe that on my card. What? I guess it's real. So, right. And you know, here's the thing. This was pretty controversial. Uh, the idea to have a show over here, I, I think from a business perspective, if you're trying to think about, you know, not necessarily people, uh, in the world, but people who are investing in your company, then you probably, if you're a wall street type, you probably think, well, man, look at the money they made for this. Yeah, of course they would do it. I wasn't so sure about that. But then when I actually watched the show and I saw all these little kids enjoying wrestling, I kind of softened up on it a little bit because I remember what a big deal it was when I was nine years old, and my family got tickets for me to come see WWE in person, mm-hmm. dude, that was a big damn deal to nine right. year old me. Right. And to know that these folks have never seen pro wrestling in person. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a pretty cool thing. And right. I don't know. I changed my perspective. I, I, I sometimes forget Tony. And I know we've got, you know, guys, my age, we got a bunch of 40 year old dudes listening to this program. And so maybe this doesn't resonate, but I think by and large wrestling's for kids, you know, the action figures. And I mean, I had wrestling themed birthday cakes and, and I'm sure some of you listening did that this year too. And good for you. But I'm just saying, I fell in love with this as a little kid. And so when I think about wrestling, I think about, you know, going with my grandpa and going with my dad and, you know, just being obsessed with it, asking for action figures for Christmas and yada, yada, yada. So to see, and you see all those kids in the background there, it's like, man, how cool is it? They get to see this for the first time. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, if, uh, watching, if you're watching along with us right now, you'll notice there are a lot of kids, Yeah, a lot of kids there. And, and I agree, you know, these kids are not part of these human rights violations.
2: No, they don't know anything about any no, of that. They don't. They just want to see wrestling, man.
3: Right. Right. And so, you know, the, uh, the politically correct people can just for the time being, just please give it a rest, which they won't, but.
2: Well, no, listen, I, I understand. I, I totally understand, you know, the dilemma that some of the talent we're in yeah, where sure. religious beliefs and you know, political beliefs. And then there's a scary situation years ago that people still haven't all the way figured out about what was going on with these planes. And there's lots of rumor and innuendo and yada, yada, yada. And women could not wrestle on
3: this, this event. Renee was able to be an announcer, but that was it. Now I do think the one that is coming up, uh, there will be women wrestling.
2: No, they've had women wrestle over there, but again, they're, they're completely covered. Like you saw her name and she had long sleeves on and almost a turtleneck and Right. Listen, right, right. here's the thing on some level. I know people say, oh, it shouldn't be that way. Well, that's the cultural norm. I'm not going to question all that. That's their, that's, no, that's, that's their life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. But yeah. what I was excited about is, as as we continue to see on the hard cam here, just a bunch of kids enjoying wrestling. Like yeah. that's hard for me to, that's hard for me to be upset about. Now I could understand questioning the business decision and business ethics and all that, but. Man, those kids just know they're seeing some badass wrestling, right? And what a spectacle it was! And I don't know. I just I still think sometimes wrestling's for kids, and so I, I'm able to watch stuff. Like I gotta admit, I have I'm not always into the Bray Wyatt stuff. I think Bray Wyatt. I've met him several times in real life. He's the fucking coolest guy ever. But like some of the stuff, it's like, well, this isn't really what I grew up on, so I don't really like. I'm a nostalgia guy. I like watching the old stuff with you and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that's maybe a little too new for me. And but I'm able to recognize, Hey, this just isn't for me. And I've told the story before, but when Naomi won the belt and, uh, she like put a bunch of led lights around the title and it it lit up and and was glowing and all that. I I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, I said to myself, I go self, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) But my daughter who's into wrestling is at my right shoulder. And she goes, dad, how cool is that belt? That's Mm -hmm. the coolest thing ever. And then it clicked for me. Mm -hmm. This is just not for me. This is for her. It's aimed at her and it worked. So I can't, I shouldn't. And then I started to think about an application of that in my real life. And I think now as an adult, how stupid looking the million dollar belt was. I'm sure my dad saw it and thought "Wait, it's a belt of gold and dollar signs. That's stupid. But as a kid, boy, you couldn't tell me that. That was the coolest yeah. belt ever. We're talking over a pretty good match here. This might be the best match on the card. How about the bump they just took? Dude, AJ's not scared of shit.
3: No, Samoa Joe came flying out and AJ literally hit that table with these rib cages right in the back of the rib cage. God, it might. Here it is again. They're going to show it again. There it is. Watch it. Just, oh. Man, there's, and they're going to show it another time, from man, every it, angle. They, yeah, just, uh.
2: By the way, Samoa Joe, not a small man, no, and when he gets that body moving, you might want to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, might want to. Well, Tony, anything interesting happening in your life lately? I'm trying to think. No. Right, here's what I'm interested in. This coming week at 230 this Saturday 230 Central 330 Eastern the Georgia Bulldogs who sit yeah. high atop the mountain in college football ranked number 1
3: yeah
2: are going to be taking on number 3 Tennessee yeah i believe the game is in Georgia yeah it is and i'm curious what is your prediction
3: my prediction is that <clears throat> Because I'll probably have, like I did this past weekend, I'll probably have no sleep on uh, Friday night. Right. My prediction is I'll be sleeping through the game.
2: You're going to sleep through it.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, uh, when Georgia beat Florida this past weekend, I didn't watch it. Well, that's not true. I, I, I fell asleep at, at noon. I slept till six. And uh, because I, I didn't go to bed the night before and I woke up and I asked Lois, Do you know what the score is? She told me. So I waited to like really end of the game where it was, uh, it was a sure thing that they were going to win. And then I turned it on just so I could see the Gator fans leaving the stadium dejected. Huh? Um, that's because I, that's just the type of person I am.
2: I uh-huh. um I can't believe this is real, but mm-hmm. I saw a betting line, and I'm sure it will continue to change. Mm-hmm. But the betting line I saw mm-hmm. said that Georgia was a ten and a half point favorite.
3: Well, those betting lines are just for the bookies to make money. You know that, don't you?
2: I thought that. I mean, I saw another one that was eleven and a half points. Mm. I, I, I mean, listen. I'm not saying that Tennessee is the greatest team in all the land but 10 and a half or eleven and a half and a half seems like too damn many.
3: Well, that's because you're, that's because you're an arrogant Alabama fan. You think, well, if they beat us, they can beat anybody.
2: Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that hooker Hyatt combination, a different mm-hmm. kind of combination that you had with hookers back in the day that boy, they're putting some points up. Yeah, they are. And, and I would love to see you and Jeff Jarrett talk a little shit this week, but I know yeah. you don't care. No, I don't care. Now, if it, if it has something to do with orange Cassidy, you care. Yeah. But if it's about the Georgia bulldogs who don't care, you skip my wedding for couldn't yeah. care less. It's because I had to
3: work that day. Yeah. Now right. I've been invited to go to the game. Rule. You going? No, I'm not going, but I, you could sleep on the way over. Not going. Okay. I just don't want to go. I just, uh,
2: are you kind of over? Oh man, look at that. Wow, I don't think I'll ever man. get tired of seeing AJ do that. Yeah. That's such an underrated, but mo- look at that kid. That kid was I so excited seeing that. <laughs> I know it's.
3: That's, uh, that's great. You see, uh, and earlier they, uh, they recognized the Prince. They called him out at the beginning of the show. And he kind of nodded. And I remember there, the kids clapping. I remember thinking, how much money does that dude have all of it? Yeah. All of it is right.
2: Um, do you, boy, I hate to be conspiracy theorists, but do you think they're intentionally shooting all the kids to make us, to distract us from the negative?
3: Uh, you know what I, when I saw that, I thought, how about Joe with that man? Great job, Joe.
2: These guys are turning up, man. You know
3: what? I, I, there could be, but there also could be the director looking around and said, these kids are going crazy, man. Right. Let's get some reaction shots.
2: Yeah. It could be innocent, but it yeah. could also be a strategy. Yeah. I just hate that. We have to think that way.
3: Yeah. Well, that's, that's,
2: we think the worst of people.
3: Yeah, I know I do. Do you I really? Expect, oh yeah. I expect the worst. I am. I'm, I'm a completely pessimistic, negative person. Well, now, I expect the worst. I but expect you've got the worst all this out.
2: positive stuff happening in your life.
3: Doesn't matter. That's not the way I'm I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for, as the cliche goes, the other shooters to drop. drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if I wake up in the morning and it's raining, I go, of course.
2: Oh God. Uh, That's gotta be a tough way to live, man. Yeah, it is a tough way to live. Do you think, were you always like this or is it just yeah. decades you know, I, I, of I, living with Lois just beat you down? No, it, it's, it's actually came from growing up.
3: It's, um, my mom was that way and my mom had reason to be that
2: way. What was your mom's reason? She had you as a son.
3: That could be a part of it, but no, my mom, uh, my mom, uh, lost two husbands. Oh, Uh, she, uh, lost her, uh, like in the Walmart,
2: like they just got disconnected and
3: (laughs) there wasn't a Walmart back there when I was growing up. Okay. No, her, her, first husband, uh, died in a fishing accident. And then, uh, my dad passed away when I was 16. So she lost two husbands. She grew up during the depression, uh, and her mom and she didn't have a father. Her father died when she was very young. So her mom. And her sister uh, could not afford to live, and they had to make a trek. I don't know how they made it. I don't know that story. They had to make a trek to Akron, Ohio, and they lived at a boarding house that my my aunt ran. And they only way they could eat was eating the scraps from the borders during the Depression. So she had a real, real tough life. She really did. Compared to my life, I was she was very poor, very desolate.
2: And then she gets all excited about having a handsome, tall, athletically gifted, brilliant business mind, Uh dynamic personality, son. And she gets fucking stuck with you. (laughs) It had to be just one disappointment
3: after another. And she probably looked at me and went, of course, (laughs) of course
2: (laughs) it's raining. Of course
3: (laughs) it's raining. Of course. Uh, so anyway, so I grew up with that very negative and, uh, yeah, listen, I had a great, I had a great childhood. So I, I, am not saying I didn't, but she just, she had a great work ethic though. And she instilled that in me, but, uh, uh, anyway, so that's why I'm negative. So I expect, the worst.
2: um, how does, I'm not asking to make fun. I'm legitimately trying to understand how does one die when they're fishing?
3: Uh, boating accident. He was fishing in the ocean. Okay. Uh, down in Norfolk and the tide came in and flipped the boat. Damn it. Never came back up.
2: And that's not, (laughs) that's not your papa. That's your mama's uh, husband before.
3: Right. Actually, that's my sister's papa. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, how does, how does someone die when fishing?
2: Well, I mean, I wasn't saying that.
3: I I was thinking the same thing you were. They get a hook in their mouth and they bleed it out. Well, what's that? I a, mean, a fish jumps out of the, uh, out of the uh, water into the boat, flaps around and knocks them out. I don't know.
2: Well, you know, you tried to scare me a, a few months ago talking about how uh, some goose could fuck me up. And I was like, you know, I might believe that too. If my bonus dad got, got taken out by a big bass, you know, like <coughs> AJ styles victorious here. Pretty good match, man. 11 minutes, nine seconds. Meltzer would say they came out hard hitting like they were in a different company from everyone else. Styles hit a moonsault block off the apron, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it was a fight or what, Mm -hmm. uh, but it really hurt the match because something was going on in the crowd as nobody was paying attention. I didn't, Mm. I didn't think that, but again, we watched it with the sound off. So maybe we missed some. Yeah. Is it, it is interesting that. You know, we have that match. And by the way, this followed Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Mm. So there's lots of talent on this show. Oh yeah. But up next it's Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. These are the, where's the beef is coming up next, huh?
3: Yeah. Uh, tell me the Braun Strowman story because Braun had left the company and apparently he's back now, right? Yes.
2: He left, guess- uh, you know, last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he didn't leave. He was cut. He was released. Right. 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 Uh, but he, uh, I think was hanging around the company for the first time in like, I don't know, 15 or 16 and then became one of the Wyatts and then slowly, but surely got over. And a lot of people thought maybe by like the summer of like SummerSlam 2017, he had a lot of momentum. And then it felt like after that, they tried to do some stuff with him and it just never really I don't think he ever got to that top spot again. Yeah. Man, aren't video games so much more impressive than they used to be? They're unbelievable. I mean, this is a four-year-old game and obviously they look even a little better now than they did back then. But I just remember playing Wrestlefest as a kid. Boy, that was, this is another level of graphics here.
3: It's amazing. And it's, it's don't know how much longer I'm going to live. Uh, but wait, where does that come from?
2: God damn. Yeah. You got to stop some of this negativity. I'm talking about video games. You're like, I'll probably die anytime now. Uh, no,
3: well, what I was trying to say is I just kind of, I think about what it's going to be like in the future, you know, as we get, uh, like Baron Corbin.
2: Well, I, I'll tell you, man, this guy, I know he's got hate on the internet. I know a bunch of people hate him, blah, 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 blah. What a great guy in real life. Have you met him before? Just the nicest fucking coolest guy ever lived a really cool life. He plays a bad guy on TV. And I think a lot of people maybe just forget that, Hey, that's his job for you to hate him. Mm-hmm. But if you actually met him, you'd be like, wow, okay. He's a pretty fucking cool guy. A lot of heat on the internet. Well, I mean, people just, you know, who
3: gives, who gives a fuck about that?
2: No, I, I, I kind of do. Cause you know, we're doing a show for him right now. Right. You know? I think maybe sometimes we forget that that the people that you call a dumb. I'm, t- I'm talking
3: more about. I'm talking more about social media. That's a pretty good looking belt.
2: Oh, I fucking hate it so much. You do? Yeah, I don't like it. To me, there should be one red belt in wrestling, and it's Arn Anderson's TV championship. Well, of course
3: you're a, you're a belt nerd. I get that. You and Jeff Jones and
2: Jeff Jones is a belt nerd. Yeah, he gets real excited about him too. Oh boy. Does he ever, holy Uh, shit. Look
3: at, uh, Brock Lesnar. Doesn't he look great?
2: Here comes your shit
3: talk. I'm ready for it. I just, who's that fat turd next? Oh, it's Paulie. I didn't realize that at first. Hmm.
2: I love Paul Heyman. Do you? I think he's wonderful. Good. Marrying well, if you'd come to my wedding, you would know I'm already married. Okay. By the way, can I just tell you that, uh, I love my wife.
3: You know, that's pretty good. That's probably very important.
2: Well, I'm just referencing it because it feels like it was a big topic of conversation with you this week on TV. Taz what? Excalibur. Oh, uh, Mr. Yeah. Regal. Right. It was a fun exchange.
3: We're just having fun. We, we do have, by the way, if you haven't listened to, had a chance to listen to our, us do commentary during the PIPs, which I guess you can on fight.tv. Yes. Uh, you need to, because we, we get away with a lot of stuff. I don't think Tony is listening to us during the
2: commercial break. So y'all just talk all kinds of shit.
3: Yeah, we do. I mean, we try to, we try to be a little bit, well, we don't make a, a whole thing out of it, but we try to slide
2: in some things. I usually catch it on, um, botchamania. They have oh, a, se- really? they, they have a segment every week right. that makes fun of Taz. No, oh, yeah, Really? Yeah. It's wonderful because it's just Taz on the YouTube show. Yeah. Talking like nobody will ever hear any of this. Yeah. And he just says the most crazy shit and laughs and has a good time. Yeah. It's, it's the more fun Taz. Like I'm sure you don't even get to see real fun Taz in real life. Oh, but, yes. But is. on YouTube, <laughs> he don't give a fuck buddy. Yeah. And it's I, funny uh, as shit. He's so good. He's,
3: I told him, I said, you're the best in the business at uh, color commentary and he has so much fun to work with. He really is. The reason is, is you can turn him on a fucking dime. Yes. You can, you can go, you can, you, he and I like you and I right now talking and I can say something he doesn't like. And all of a sudden he gets fucking angry.
2: He fires up for real.
3: Yeah. And he'll admit it. He's I just can't help myself. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't.
2: He is the most tightly wound motherfucker yeah. in the history of professional wrestling. And I love him for it.
3: The other day when we were doing our, uh, announcer, uh, air check, you know, yeah. we call it a fax. I'm, I'm playing with him and he, and he jumps up. He said, Shivani, he said, just, I mean, out of the middle of him and I just, you know, throwing barbs back and forth. He said, Shivani, well, I, I just, I just he put his fist up in the air like that. I said, I said, sit down. Everybody here loves you. We're all friends. Would you shut, sit the fuck down? And he started laughing sit back down. <laughs> But it's just, boom, just like that, you
2: know? And here's the thing, because he knows it's fucked up. Yeah. But he just, as you said, he can't help himself. No, he can't help himself. Right. And it's part of his charm. Mm -hmm. Like I used to like it. I mean, we used to talk a lot more than we do now. It's just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Mm -hmm. But man, when he would just get fired up at me, I could tell he was really mad, but I'm grinning ear to ear because I'm like, this is kind of fun and he'll be fine. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, Paulie's talking now. Oh.
3: Let's try.
1: Get this out of the way. You'll hear this in just a few minutes. Your winner and new reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion, Barak.
0: That was not a prediction. That was a spoiler. Oh, so
2: I I don't know why, man, but I love Heyman. I know you're not a fan, but Heyman's the man.
3: Well, you probably, uh,
2: do you know him very well? Well, I I mean, define very well. Okay. We talk, we've never had to work with him. No. Okay. No, we exchange, uh, social media messages, text messages. Uh, we've hung out in person, maybe twice. We've talked on the phone 15 times, but we're not like, we don't exchange Hanukkah cards. Right. Yeah. And you've never worked for him. So he doesn't know your money. Boy, you just rip roaring ready to go today. I like when you're in a good mood. Whoa. Look at this, man.
1: This is an assault. No one survives to cover again by Lesnar. Strowman kicks out again. What?
2: Corey Graves is good at his job, too, by the way. What? Corey Corey Graves Graves? is good at his job.
3: Tremendous. And you know what? Michael Cole gets a lot of shit, but fuck he's solid.
2: No, he's good. I mean, here's the thing. I wish people would give him a chance. Like. Yeah. When he doesn't have Vince McMahon in his ear yeah, overproducing him, he can call mm-hmm. wrestling. Yes, of course he can.
3: And he delivers
1: it. Strowman is down after a third F five and a cover by Brock. Hook of the leg. And Strowman kicked out a third time. Dude,
2: this that's is good. Like, like a heavyweight fight here, huh? Yeah. That's Sp- exciting. Speaking of heavyweight fights, did you see over the weekend Did not. Okay. Jake Paul. Maybe you heard about this.
3: No relation to Logan Paul.
2: Uh, actual. Yeah. Younger brother. Okay. Of Logan Paul. All right. Uh, fall Anderson Silva, the goat of the UFC. In my opinion, no relation to Dave Silva. None. Okay. One's a fake Mexican. One's a real Brazilian. Okay. So, well, they had a fight and Jake Paul won a decision. But in the eighth and final round, he actually managed to knock Anderson Silva down. Okay. I would not have guessed he was gonna knock him down. But he did. It was a pretty doggone entertaining fight that myself, my lovely wife Megan, my best pal Cassio, and his fitness guru wife, Big Booty Judy, watched here at the house. Oh, I got some breaking news for you too. Are you ready for this?
3: Yeah, I think I know what you're gonna break with. Go ahead.
2: Big booty Judy's training to become a wrestler. Uh, I,
3: I discovered that right before Cassie and I were getting ready to do our, uh, top guy, um, uh, ad free shows talk and, um, uh, you know, on, uh, that we do, did you, di- did basis. you discourage this? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did too. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I guess the real question is uh, how much longer until she's on dark. <laughs> Who knows? We
3: work in Alabama. Local, you know, local people show up all the time.
2: Who knows? That's it. Brock Lesnar gets the win. Oh, very good. He is your universal champion. Surprise. Mm-hmm. And Tony, I'm at 233, 25 and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a pause here when we get to thirty. Okay. And there it is, and and I'm I'm hitting a pause here to tell everybody about something that, well, you need to know about it's athletic greens. Now my wife and I started taking athletic greens at the start of the pandemic long before they were advertising on this program, Tony, because my wife wanted to help optimize our immune system. What we've learned along the way is it gives us better gut health, more energy. And I actually don't like taking pills or vitamins, but if you want me to take something it needs to actually taste good. And this does. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all your things. And our friend Dallas would like to hit this fact. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're trying to eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free gluten-free it's also got less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals no it's artificial done. anything and it still tastes good they've got over 7,000 5 five-star reviews and tony just think about this how often are you so impressed with a service or disappointed that you go out of your way to leave a review it's rare that's right good S- call Good call. 7,000 people love this product so much. They went and left a five-star review. It's unbelievable. And right now it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for our health. And Tony, I think we've got a special offer. To make
3: it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WHW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily
2: nutritional insurance. And Tony, with that in mind, uh, I've got us at two 30 in three, two, one play.
1: Ron Stroman never had a chance to get out of the gate. Yeah, because Baron Corbin attacked him with the Universal Championship right in the back of the neck. Well, listen, you're right, Renee. He did do that. Braun Strowman survived four F5s. One out of the ring. The final one was it. Brock Lesnar is again representing Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar is again your Universal Champion. And it's going to be a lot of people that don't like it. But Brock Lesnar won the title here tonight. You don't have to like it, but you have no choice but to accept it. We have re-entered the Era of the Beast. And watch Corbin, the, the championship, right to the back of the neck. What a brutal advantage for Brock Lesnar. And Lesnar's like, whatever, I'll take the opportunity. And here's the first step five.
2: Yeah. Michael Cole's working his ass off. I agree with yes, you. Yes. Underrated. Why do you they think that is? A- Why do people decide? It feels like the internet wrestling community decides Tony Schiavone sucks and he hates wrestling. So we hate him. And then they do yeah. the same with Michael Cole. And it's like. When they were wrong with Tony. They could be wrong with Michael Cole, right?
3: Well, I, I think that I, I really think it's because Michael Cole is overexposed. Mm. I really do. Because they, I mean, there was one time I was doing everything for WCW and you turned into nitro. You heard me, you tuned into thunder. You heard me in the pay-per-views. You heard me and you got tired of it. And then the, the, uh, stuff started to suck. But what did you do when the stuff started to suck? You worked harder to try to make it sound better. And a lot of the people probably look through, looked through all that says, oh, he's just bullshitting. You know, I like the, I like this scene. I like the colors. I really do.
2: Did you see all that pyro that, I mean, what? there was so much pyro yeah. on that shot. It was almost like Tennessee finally beat Alabama. <laughs> I mean, just a crazy amount of pyro.
3: Hey, can I give you some uh, real life things going on right now?
2: Oh, please do. I love real life things. Okay. Cause I got, I got permission to do this. Oh, uh,
3: okay. Okay. As you and I are, 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 recording right now. Yes. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in London. Yes. And, uh, a couple of stars are there. Uh, one being, uh, Britt Baker. Okay. And Britt is, is sending me pictures. Okay. Okay. From London. From London. She went to a full match yesterday and she sent me. So she sent me this one picture and we're broadcasting, right? is not doing it. Yeah. And I sent a thumbs up emoji. She sends me another picture. I send a thumbs up emoji, sends me a third video now. And I send a thumbs up emoji. And she says, why are you thumb upping me? You ass. And I said, I cannot win. She said, that's what you do when you're pissed at someone. It's the emoji version of K. I said, I'm doing a podcast. Okay. If I don't answer, you'll get pissed. She went, ha ha ha. You're right. So that, tell you, tell you people on the podcast that, so my friendship with Britt Baker, I cannot win. Okay. Well, cause so, she's a woman. Okay. <laughs> well, she's Britt. She's a very unique woman.
2: No, but I'm just uh, saying my wife would yeah. be the same way. Yeah. Right. She, if I was, if I gave her a thumbs up, she'd be like, why are yeah. you being an ass? Yeah. Right. Why aren't you talking to me? Yeah. Well, because I'm doing a podcast. So you'd rather do a podcast <laughs> than talk to me. <laughs> and then I, I'd hit her with that Dave Silva logic. <clears throat> do you like lights? Do you like food? <laughs> I'm working. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm still blowing it off to respond to you. I'm acknowledging you. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Dude, just fucking call you right in the middle of the show. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah.
3: Uh, my friendship with with Britt Baker is a very unique friendship.
2: Well, and said, in other words, exhausting,
3: exhausting. Yeah. As you probably know, she and I were, we're not really speaking to each other for a little bit, which was my fault. And I patched things up and
2: see, I could make was, jokes, but she made me edit them all out last week. So yeah. I'm just going to be quiet now.
3: Okay. She, uh, she, uh, at, she, uh, it was my fault and we're friends and. She, uh, let me know about it
2: constantly. Constantly. That checks out. That checks out. What's that? I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal whether or not she's reached out to me about you.
3: Okay. But anyway.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: She's, she's my buddy. She is. She makes me laugh.
2: Well, I'm I'm glad you're learning to be a better friend. It's just too bad. You figured it out once Bobby Heenan was gone.
3: You know what? I'm not a good friend. Oh, I know. That's been well established. I'm not a good, I admit it. If, if you, if you think you're a friend of mine and you're waiting for me to reach out to you, it ain't going to happen. I'm just,
2: why don't you just wish in one hand, shit in the other and see which (laughs) one fills up fast. That's right. I
3: just, I'm just, I wish I was, I'm, I'm very, uh, that's like, for instance, uh, when I, uh, when I left baseball, zoom gone, all my friends in baseball don't have anything to do with them anymore. When I left, uh, football zoom gone. All my friends in football don't reach
2: out to him anymore. Yeah. I just, when you,
3: when you and I are finished podcasting,
2: I'll never hear from you again. I know that
3: you, you won't. I just, I, I move. I don't know. I don't, I wish I could explain it.
2: Well, it's cause you're negative, right? Yeah, it's, the way you yes. were, it's the way you were raised. Yeah, Your, your mom was hateful. And negative, you grew up to be hateful and negative. You married Lois. She too is hateful and negative.
3: Okay. Let's not use the word hateful. Cause that's not true. Okay. <clears throat> hurtful. But, neg- but negative is right.
2: How about hurtful and negative?
3: No, I don't think my mom was hurtful.
2: Well, you're hurtful. You hurt Brit's feelings. You hurt my feelings. You hurt Megan's feelings.
3: How And I hurt Megan's feelings. You
2: didn't come to the wedding. I've done nothing. I d- oh, you, stop s- it. you sent a jobber Shivani to our wedding s- instead of Sumber. coming. And I haven't heard from him since. Well, so yeah. I like did it? you a favor. <laughs> you sure
3: did. <laughs> I just love these colors of this, this green and gold colors around the stadium.
2: I mean, it pops, doesn't it? Yeah,
3: it sure does,
2: brother. It looks like a big special event.
3: Yeah, they do it right. Now, this match that so we got Miz and uh, who is it? uh,
2: I think this is Dolph Ziggler. If I had not, if I remember okay.
3: right. Yeah. That's the finals of this world cup tournament, right?
2: Yes. Okay. At the end of it, this match, by the way, we're going to be talking about something kind of fun. So just be ready for your pause.
3: I'm ready right now, brother.
2: Well, we're going to wait until the end. Here comes Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. man. You want to talk about a guy who's been so talented for so long. Yeah. And how how cool is it that. His second here is Drew McIntyre. Now Drew's the top dog. Yeah. Really a couple of super talented guys here. Big fan of both of these guys. I think I I may have
3: told you the story about going to see he and his brother. Oh yeah. At a comedy. Uh,
2: we talked about it just last week.
3: Yeah. it's just real. I mean, those two together are pretty damn funny. Oh, here's our buddy Kurt
2: angle. What a stud, huh? Unbelievable, man. When you really think about all that he's doing. Uh-huh. just Absolute fucking
3: stud. Made the transition from amateur to pro and made it with a big splash, didn't
2: he? I mean, better than anybody ever, probably. Ever.
3: Ever. Better than anyone ever. You know, you take a guy who's been so decorated as as an amateur wrestler, and you think when he goes to pros, nah, he's not going to be able to make the transition. Boy, did he ever.
2: Oh man. And what a story Dolph Ziggler had here. I mean, they're recapping it here. I know most of you are listening, not watching, but Dolph Ziggler beat Kurt Angle, then he mm-hmm. beat Seth Rollins. Now it's gonna be him and the Miz here to win this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Does Drew McIntyre like a million bucks or what?
3: Yeah, man. I was I was thinking the exact same thing. Buddy, he looks the part of a pro wrestler.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Big listener of our program, too. Shout out to Drew. Probably listening somewhere.
3: Good, Drew. You're the man, buddy. My new position with uh, AW has afforded me the chance to really get to know some wrestlers more than I would have. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it on that level. Just being able to talk to them and get to know them and try to help them out.
2: Really enjoying my job. See, yeah, I heard a positive not, thing there.
3: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Not all negative. Right?
2: I mean, I was, I was waiting. <laughs> I'm really enjoying my time there, but I'm just secretly <laughs> waiting to get fired because I know that all good things must come to an end. And Conrad, yeah,
3: yeah it is. I'll, I'll do something to get Tony mad, I'm sure. And he'll say, you know what? Get out of here. You're too old.
2: You know, again, I had so many good jokes that we had to edit out last week. Uh Anytime you say anything about AEW, I'm really scared. So I just, I have to clam up and be quiet now.
3: That's good. So this has all worked out for me.
2: It has. Uh, I don't know that our show will be worth the fuck anymore, but (laughs) we definitely won't say anything that needs to be edited.
3: (laughs) But I am enjoying my job. I really am. And, um, and it's not without stress. It's not without, you know, uh, not uh, uh, things that I do. uh, Sometimes Tony doesn't
2: like, but I do them anyway. So Drew McIntyre gets sent away. The match mm-hmm. hasn't even started yet, and the referees trying to separate them because Miz immediately jumps off Ziggler. Mm-hmm.
1: Said ad nauseum, the Miz will do anything it takes to emerge a- oh. Oh. oh, Wait a minute.
2: And so Miz just jumped off the apron to come down on Ziggler, and 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 collapsed. And now he's really selling the knee. Uh huh. And this is a story that clearly no one in the crowd cares about.
3: So this is part of the story. He didn't really hurt his knee.
2: Yes. No, he does. I mean, he 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 doesn't. He he doesn't
3: really. Okay, he doesn't. Alright, really
2: help me on let's let's pretend wrestling we know that wrestling's not real. I know, but sometimes people get really hurt. He's not really hurt. Okay, so I didn't know. But he right. there's a story where he's hurt. Okay. But it's not a deal yeah. where he's trying to pull the wool over our eyes as a character. Okay. His character's really hurt. The real okay. Mike is just fine. Okay, good. By the way, if you could trade places with anybody in wrestling. Miz would have to be one of the guys you'd at least consider, right? No. Why? Been here a long time, been a top guy a long time, makes a whole lot of money. Have you met his wife, Maurice? I have not. It's worth a Google. (laughs) Okay. Type that in your Google, WWE space. (laughs) And just type in Mary and put SE at the end. Then hit Google Uh image. Uh huh. And just let me know. Maybe he wouldn't be the guy you'd switch with, but he's on the list. Okay. You get Google working over there. Got it working. He's done quite well for himself. Has that young man? No.
3: Yeah, I think he has.
2: I do can sell. Let me just tell yeah. you now.
3: She's very attractive.
2: He's a salesman. So now they're she, having to, I think,
3: I think she's very pretty.
2: You might even say roll tide.
3: I don't know if I would say that, but she's very pretty.
2: Well, you wouldn't say go dogs. That'd be offensive. Okay. So the question is, are they goes, what's,
3: what is Shane McMahon's role in all this now? Therefore. It's
1: not going down like that. It's not going down like that. no, no, no. no not going to go down like that this is the finals for the, this is the finals for the best in the world the best in the world absolutely he can't not compete you can't compete therefore your winner by forfeit He can't go you can't go you can't go i'm gonna go Oh, he no. Can't he can't. So you. Oh, you. Okay. you tell him. Tell him. Oh, okay. You tell him I'm going to take his place.
2: So Shane McMahon, who wasn't in the tournament, is now inserting himself into the tournament. Mhm. And he is going to be wrestling Dolph Ziggler in the finals for the Best in the World Cup. Interesting.
1: SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon. Wait a minute. Okay. Hi. Thank
3: you. Got it. SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon.
2: Got it. I was recently in the car with someone who had all kinds of theories why Shane was not in WWE. Uh why he
3: was not in WWE?
2: Why he left the first time before he came back here? And I yeah. heard all kinds of rumors.
3: Well, wasn't it, didn't he have another job or something?
2: Didn't yes. He, he wanted to leave and do his own thing. He start tried to do What's wrong with pay-per-view that? in China.
3: Okay. A lot
2: of people, yeah, a lot of people.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh. Well, I think a lot of people assumed one day though, that he would be the guy to take over the company.
3: Yeah. That wasn't going to happen.
2: I think once he realized that maybe the bloom was off the rose.
3: That's probably, I would, I would think that probably had something to do with, you know, everybody has their own journey, uh, and their own problems. They have to deal with as far as emotionally and with your parents and with your family and with your own self. And, uh, I'm sure I'm not trying to, uh, dive into the mind of Shane McMahon, but I'm sure that had a, a lot to do with one, two, and he kicked out. So I, I do want to say something here about somebody in AEW, if I could.
2: Okay, I didn't think they're we allowed to talk about them, but yeah, I'm no, worried. we
3: can talk about them as long as we don't say negative
2: things. Okay.
3: Um, uh, I have met one of the nicest people most humble person that i've ever met in my life in wrestling and his name is Satnam singh cool he he is just absolutely did you ever see his uh his documentary on netflix nope okay it's called one in a billion i've heard about you need, it you need to watch it you uh, enjoyed it i enjoyed it because it talks about the, the very uh humble life that he came from in, in India, uh, a farming, uh, his father was a farmer, uh, just, uh, and how much, just, just a wonderful person. I, uh, I know he did really didn't make it in the NBA, but he made it in the NBA in that he forged a way for people from India, athletes from India to get a shot in the NBA. Look at the fans going crazy for this.
2: I mean, they're loving this show.
3: They're loving that spot.
1: Here is the winner of the WWE World Cup Tournament and the best in the world
2: Wow. Shane McMahon's the best in the world. Uh, and he won it without even going through the tournament. Yep.
3: Okay. I can see that that is, that is internet heat brother. (laughs) That is internet heat.
2: Wow. Here's the replays.
3: Okay. Okay. I get it now.
2: Dolph Ziggler knows how to bounce around better than anybody. Does he not?
3: He's he's good, man. This is a hell of a move. This thing here, coast to coast.
2: Gets over every time. Yep. Uno dose trace Mm -hmm. Shane McMahon best in the world. (laughs) He's having a little fun, huh? Yeah. So Tony, I, uh, I want to tell you a little story about a man named Jed. Not really. Uh, okay. you know, last week we talked about here on the program, Dick hair wishes. We're going to need to hit pause. No, I'm not there yet. Okay. Remember <laughs> he was talking about Dick hair wishes. Yeah, I guess. Well, I told that story at my favorite watering hole. The boot. Well, wow, I didn't say that. Okay. Sorry. And Everybody had questions. Everybody at the boot had questions. I didn't say I was at the boot. Okay, go ahead. Everybody had questions. Mm-hmm. And I explained how dick hair wishes worked. Of course, if you didn't listen to last week's show, I, s- I asked Tony if he ever reached down, a little bored, hanging out by himself, grab a hold of a hair, kind of count to himself one, two, uh, yank, uh. and then hold it up. On his forefinger, mm. close his eyes, blow it off, make a wish. Dick hair wishes. Mm. So this time this comes up, I'm explaining it. Mm-hmm. And then Cassio says he's never done it. Oh my God. And I said, Cassio. Oh my god. What color you think your butthole hair is? Oh my god. And he goes, What? And I said, "What color do you think your butthole hair is?" And He goes, "Well, it's blonde." I was, "Fuck you! There's no, <laughs> you got a red beard, bro. How oh. do you got a red beard, and you think you got blonde beehole hair?" Can I ask you? Can I interrupt and ask you something quickly here? Sure, sure.
3: You guys didn't check out each other's asshole, did you?
2: Well, so here's what happened. He goes, oh, "Well, fuck. shit, I'll make a call." Oh. I said, "A call? What are we doing? Make a call? I'm here." <laughs> Let's see that thing. Oh my God. And he goes, you, you mean to pull my butthole out at the restaurant here? And I was like, no, just reach back yonder. Yank one out. Let's have a look. Oh my God. So he goes to the bathroom and he comes uh, out holding up uh, a hair. Oh God. You now, guys. And I'm like, dude, I can't fucking see it. Like you guys put it on this white napkin, right? Put it on this white cocktail napkin. Okay. So he does. And then I say, Hey, Mr. Bartender, do you got a Sharpie? He hands me a Sharpie and I hand it to Cassio and I said, Hey, go ahead and sign this napkin. Mm. And he said, what? And I said, listen, sometimes when you go to restaurants, they put pictures of celebrities on the wall who've, who've had a meal there. Well, this is way bigger. This is your actual butthole hair. And you're like a local Huntsville celebrity. Let's just frame that, and put it on the wall. So that's going to be a thing now. And the bartender says, well, Conrad you're on the radio here too. Locally, Gonna need one of yours. Yeah. So I don't go to the bathroom even. I just reach down right there and pull it. Okay. Yank one out, put it on the white napkin, sign my name.
3: Yank one
2: out. Okay. Good to go. Our friend Dave is there.
3: Uh, I convince
2: him to do it. It Takes a while, but he does it. He signs your friend, friend Dave. And then the cook walks past and says, Hey man, what are y'all out here doing? Talking about buttholes. And I explain. And I peer pressure him as I do, he goes to the bathroom. He comes out, he's got a handful. He signs and I'm like, well, bartender. And he goes, well, I'm hairless. And I'm like, you're not hairless and you're not going to be left out of this. You got to do this. Eventually our bartender, he leaves, he comes back. Boom. He puts it, but then he writes on his Dick hair. And I was like, "Dude, we were doing butthole hair," and he goes, "But it started with dick hair wishes, touche." Now, there well, I realize as we've done all this, those are an elderly at the end of the bar who's seen everything that's just happened. Okay, and he we- cannot believe what he's seen. Now he's clearly seen some things because he's mm-hmm. drinking Bud Heavy and shots of Jim Beam. Okay, and so I realize if you're doing this on a Wednesday afternoon. Your life's probably not gone according to plan. You've seen some things, right? So I start selling next thing. I know this fellow's coming out of the bathroom oh with God. a handful of hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he must've been a Shetland pony. Cause it was a lot.
3: Yeah. Did, uh, did you chase, did you guys happen to see people run from the bar?
2: Well, all this was going on, it wasn't what we would say crowded. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't by this time. So we had time and, and felt comfortable doing what we had to do here. So, Uh, so so we get him to sign it. Now we've got six tiles of autographed napkins with, with hair, with with hairs. From, and they, they've been framed. Well, I, and I suggested that we send somebody to hobby lobby. And get these framed up.
3: It's a good Christian place. It probably wouldn't do it.
2: One of the owners of the establishment sees what we've done and stomps out angry, Mm, uh, yeah, as they're stomping out angry. I say you wouldn't happen to be going to Hobby Lobby. Would you? (laughs) And then I'll be darned this elderly. We were sitting by who we'll call jalapeno. (laughs) His wife comes in. Oh, stop. And a few minutes later, her friend comes in stop and the elderly looks to us and says, y'all want me to ask them. Mm -hmm. And about that time, the real owner came in Mm -hmm. and she's an older lady and and I panicked. Yeah. I, I, she probably shut your ass down and I got rid of the evidence and I got rid of the evidence because old jalapeno Mm -hmm. was trying to convince me, Mm -hmm. boy, if the inspector came in, we'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I said, buddy, if the inspector came in, I'd look him right in his eye and say everything we did. And he wouldn't fucking believe it because it sounds make believe. No one would ever do what we've just done. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That, 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 that is only you and the idiots you hang out with.
2: So are you, are you telling me, Tony? Yes. You've never went to a bar with your friends, pulled out your dick hairs and your asshole hairs and put them on napkins at yeah, the bar, I very, I very rarely go to a bar with my friends. So, but when you do, you don't pull out pubes and put them on yeah. napkins. No, I don't. It must just be us. It is Tony, right now I'm at fifty nine, I'm going to hit pause at 30. There it is. And of course I want to remind all of you that your dick hair wishes can come true, mm. but first you need a little help getting them out. I don't always recommend in handing it. There is a better way. Mm-hmm. The holiday season or this holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at manscaped. They're Everyone amazing. loves Turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's performance package 4.0 the okay. leaders in below the waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting edge ball trimmer and give yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and using the code WHW for free shipping and 20% off. You think your holiday spread looks good? Well, it's time to give thanks with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Oh, as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Tony's favorite, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Eric Bischoff's own Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as like a cornucopia for your balls. Mm. The Lawnmower 4.0 features ceramic blades that have cutting edge technology. We're talking about the Skin Safe technology, the advanced Skin Safe technology. What does that mean? Well, it means that, uh, less nicks, right? Less snags, less tugs. My favorite part though, Tony, Mm -hmm. it's got a 4,000 K led spotlight. You ever seen your balls under an led light? Probably not. You can now you can even go ahead and use it to get a more precise shave. Plus it's waterproof. That's right. Shave your dick in the shower, son. Mm. The performance package 4.0 has the weed whacker too. Get rid of all those worst weeds, all up in your nose hair, all up in your ear hair. It's got a 9,000 RPM motor, which is even enough for Tony Schiavone's Teen Wolf-like growth. It's got a 360-degree rotary dual blade system to make sure there's no nicks, no snags, no tugs. We're going to take care of your delicate little holes. And that crop preserver ball deodorant, boy, it's sweeping the nation. Tony Schiavone has been using this ever since he started with AEW. Had he started using this in 99 WCW, what not of business it's been well established. They've also got the crop provider, toner spray, which is what Eric Bischoff's using to keep his pumpkins from hitting the water. I use that too. It's like pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. You just can't mm. live without it. Your right. balls will be living in Turkey. heaven with these formulations and as if that wasn't enough, we got all the Manscaped shower products. Now they got a refined body wash. They got the brand new body buffer. You can go ahead and, uh, yep. lose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. How about that? Clean up your dirty ass gimmicks. Y'all shave them and then exfoliate them
3: and then put deodorant on them after you
2: shower. We've also got manscape deodorant, a couple swipes of this and you'll be feeling, oh, so crisp gifting manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. And I mean it, yeah. if you go to Thanksgiving this year. And you don't tell everybody there about your dick hair wishes. You're letting me and uncle Tony down, yeah, but Tony, we won't let our listeners down. We got a special offer for them right now. Don't we?
3: First of all, two things. I'm very fired up. There's lip balm as well. Oh yeah. And yeah. And also I'm very fired up cause I know what I'm going to say. Thanksgiving. I'm going to look at Lois and say, you know, I have no hair on my balls. All right. Thanks to manscape. Come on. Please pass the macaroni. And cheese. Thank you. Okay. Get 20% off and free shipping. With the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code WHW. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you.
2: And on that note, we're at 259.30 here in three, two, one, play. Tony, this is a video package that's been going yeah. for several minutes for our main event. Yeah. And even once it gets going, you're going to see there's 41 minutes of pay-per-view time left uh, and it's because this match is going to go 27 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, yeah.
3: I, uh, you know what? I, I know they're showing packages from uh, they're showing, uh, footage from, uh, DX years gone by. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have done that because man, they look old in this match because they, they are. Well, yep. they are. Yeah. To me, I don't, to me, I don't know. A bald Shawn Michaels just doesn't cut it, right? It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. But there you go. They're going to be in the, the main event at Crown Jewel.
2: Triple H tears his pec. He does uh surgery on November 6th. In Birmingham, Alabama.
3: Okay. So when did this happen? This uh, happened, uh, when, well, it was, I was like at the end of October, right? Something like that.
2: Yeah. 2018.
3: Yeah. So I'm just, I was just wondering how long after
2: November 2nd. So four days later,
3: four days later. Okay.
2: Meltzer would say Uh, triple H uh, took what is generally known as the Harley race bump over the top rope to the floor a move that was a routine part of his repertoire for much of his career. It's obvious that triple H trains hard and eats well. He looks to have dropped considerable weight in the last year, which is good when you get older, but he's 49 and still carrying a good deal of muscle mass. And at that age, the muscle mass works against you when you're trying to perform athletically. He also had a history of muscle tears. It's hard to say where his wrestling is at at this point, up until this past year, his stuff was mostly good. Wow.
3: So read that line again about muscle mass that Dave just wrote.
2: He says. Mm-hmm. The muscle mass works against you when trying to perform athletically.
3: Okay. So Dr. Dave knows this too. It's amazing how much Dave Melcher knows.
2: He, he knows, knows a about lot. He wrestling.
3: Kn- he knows about training. He knows about, uh, yeah, he's really he's an amazing guy.
2: He had just so you know. Four matches after this, mm-hmm. he wrestled Triple H and Batista at WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. There was a super showdown in 2019 over in uh, Saudi Arabia, yeah, with Randy Orton, and then he did two house shows in Japan in 2019, and that's it.
3: Mm. Look at the look, Jesus, man, oh. I would venture to say that the, butt that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars were pyro alone. So yeah, incredible. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I don't know what pyro costs. I should actually ask the guys that do our pyro, how much it costs. I'll do that. Remind me. How much Pyro costs?
2: Well, uh, the answer is it's a lot. Yes, yeah, a lot. So, just to remind you, Triple H has four matches after this. This is Shawn Michaels' last match. All right. And in yeah. January of 2021, Kane had one last match. So, this is Kane's next to last match, Triple H is fifth from the end. This is undertakers fifth from the end. He would wrestle Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Do a tag match with Roman reigns to take on drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, Mm -hmm. another match in Saudi Arabia. And then of course the cinematic finish with AJ styles, which we've watched, which was fantastic.
3: You know, it's very apparent with these, uh, leather vests and the design on the back that they want to come across as sons of anarchy type guys a little bit.
2: That's a triple H call. I'm sure of it. Yeah, no doubt. So let's, uh, tell you what Meltzer thought of the match. Mm, interesting. The crowd was into this for more star power than anything else on the show, but the match itself was bad. Okay. They're all much slower than everyone else. Sometimes the slow is good because you can make everything mean more and let it register. But this felt like an old timers match where they're slow due to their age. Hmm. Okay. Well, he's probably right on both counts.
3: Yeah. Slow due to their age and also probably slow because they know they got to fill a lot of time. So you slow things down.
2: Well, the triple H way of doing things was he's going to have the longest match on the show. Always. Okay. How about that visual though? And now maybe the biggest and best entrance in wrestling history. Do you think, uh,
3: there's no question about that. I think I saw this when it happened. I watched it on the, on the network. Did you really? Yeah. I, I, for some reason I, it was during the day. It, I didn't watch the whole show. Right. But I, I wanted to see this entrance. And I think I remember, uh, because Just because it's undertaker. Right. And I remember going away with it thinking that's a fucking entrance, dude.
2: It's unbelievable.
3: Yeah. We're getting ready to see it again.
2: Just the music adds so much. You got to lay out and just let it exist. And yeah. It's a goosebump thing in person. Like no matter how old you are, no matter how many times you've seen it, it's cool every time. Yeah. It might be the best example of what WWE's capable of. Don't you think?
3: I think the entity, I agree. And I think he is too. Yeah. I just think this was. There's so many things that have to happen to make a gimmick work. First of all, you got to have a guy that can do it. Right. Athletically and persona wise and character wise. And, but I think that of all the quote unquote gimmicks in wrestling, this has probably worked better than any, don't you think? I mean, this was it.
2: It should have been stupid. If anybody else would have done it. Yeah. You got to think it would have lasted 18, 24 months at best. Yeah. Right but he made it work for decades. Yeah. I know. Tony, um, as we're approaching gobble, gobble, what are your Thanksgiving plans this year? Okay.
3: I've got some, uh, some friends coming to the house. Look at you. Okay. Friends that we, uh, Friends that we, uh, established from our years being here on WSW Monday. Okay. Invited them to the house. Um, uh, and these friends and, and I, and my daughter, Laurie are going to hop in the car right after Thanksgiving and drive to Winston Salem for Russell Cade.
2: Man, that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of folks we know going to Wrestlecade, one of the best yep. conventions every single year, yep. uh, it's a, a Thanksgiving tradition. And that same weekend, I'm sure you've heard Ricky, the dragon steamboat having, uh, I don't know if they're calling it his last match, but another match right at the Dorton arena in Raleigh, I do believe. Yeah. Which is, I think a couple hours away from Winston Salem. That's
3: right. Uh, they want to, they, the people that I'm working with wanted me to go to Raleigh, I cannot, because. The people I'm with have to get on airplanes to get back on Sunday. So I can't go that Sunday, but, uh, so yeah, we're entertaining some people here that, that, I've become very good friends with thanks to, uh,
2: thanks to our podcast. Are you not going to say who, uh,
3: yeah, I I can say who, I guess, uh, we're going to have, uh, Brooke Bauckham and her, uh, stupid ass husband, uh, and, uh, I have, uh, Megan Nelson, Megan Nelson. She, uh, spells her name Megan, but pronounce it Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Megan Nelson. who Also, as most people know, when I go out and do appearances, Megan works, uh, with
2: me on that. Fantastic salesperson, by the way.
3: Yeah. Oh, the best. So, you know, I'm going to bring them in, uh, because they're great people and, um, just want to enjoy Thanksgiving with them.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah i'm glad they're getting to do thanksgiving with you
3: yeah you know what uh and this is uh i think if you if you take a look at you what you and i have been doing uh, on a as a podcast i i like to think we entertain people i know yeah we do we do some funny stuff your story about going to the bar and looking out your hairs and all that stuff is pretty entertaining sometimes if if not fucking stupid both uh, both of those i would say yeah okay But I also like to think what we've done, two things that we've done is we've made people smile, maybe put a, uh, put some brightness in their day when their day has been down. We've done that many times we've been told. And also we've developed friends. Yes. We
2: developed a community,
3: so to speak. And I think, uh, our Thanksgiving this year is kind of a result of all that.
2: That's cool, man. And what does Lois think about you inviting all these, uh, strangers over to the house to eat her food? (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, she doesn't mind cause Chris and his family's going to be there. So Chris is a wife. Jackie's going to help prepare the food. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun festive day at the house.
2: I haven't talked to Chris in a while. How's he doing? Uh, he seems to be doing
3: great. Of course, you know, he, uh, I don't know if I'd sent you the picture or not. Uh, he did get a championship ring last year with the Georgia Bulldogs.
2: How fucking cool is that, is, man? Is
3: that tremendous? I missed it by. I said, I can't do it. And they win the national championship. Chris hangs with the broadcast team working behind the scenes and he gets a ring, which I I'm so proud of him with that. And so the first game against Oregon, uh, this year at, uh, the Mercedes-Benz stadium, I said, you wear your ring. He went, hell no. I said, why not? He said, "I'm, I'm afraid I'll lose it. So he is so protective of that ring. So it's great. It's got his name on the side. It's just, it's good.
2: Man, how cool is it? And the best part is you could have had one, but in typical Shivani fashion, well, you shivani did. it. Yeah, sure did. I love it so much, dude. That's such a cool story. I'm happy for Chris, man. Yeah, I am too. And maybe one day that other Shivani that I know over yonder, he'll get him a, a dynamite ring. Maybe he'll beat up MJF fair and square and win it.
3: Uh, beating up MJF would be a good thing, wouldn't
2: it? I would love it. I would cheer it. You know, I, I hate that everybody thinks he's going to be some kind of baby face. Like he's yeah. a turd human being. We yeah, know that no. to be true. Uh uh-huh. Just an awful, awful person. He pushed me down. I saw it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm and when I see him, I, I'm going to punch him square in the dick. I mean, yeah. he'll whip my ass. He's yeah. he's a professional wrestler, but I'm going to punch him square in the dick. You don't go pushing yeah. Tony Schiavone down.
3: You I, know what a fun thing to do backstage is now sometimes. What's that? Have my friends and some wrestlers, uh, imitate me taking that bump.
2: Oh, they just like to take turns falling down. Uh, all stupid. Like,
3: yes. And they make it look even worse. It looks stupid, but they make it look even worse. I love it. Now stand there with the arms crossed. Yeah, that looks great. It's good. Thank you.
2: I really wish you were wearing your shirt. Non bumper. Maybe he wouldn't you know. have done it that day. <laughs>
3: I was thinking about, I, I think about, I need to get me a hoodie. that says non bumper.
2: Uh, well, we yeah. can make that happen.
3: I know I'll get, I'll get Ryan Duff on that. Non bumper. Cause I love hoodies. I'm wearing one right now. I love hoodies that are just like, I get three X hoodies that are just big, big and comfortable. You know, big and comfortable. Yeah. Sleep in them. As, as a matter of fact,
2: you sleep in a hoodie. Oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, pr- probably cause you got chilly sleep to keep you cool. Cause otherwise you'd sleep be hot.
3: On. No. Oh yeah. No, they, I, That's part of my pajamas. A hoodie is.
2: I don't allow my wife to wear pajamas. Yikes. She used to, she used to try to wear pajamas. I was like, you don't, you don't marry a hot wife. So she comes to bed fully clothed. Yeah. We're gonna have to do better here. Mm -hmm. You make Lois sleep naked. Uh,
3: absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Absolutely not. I recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: easy access in case you get a hankering. You know,
3: yeah, i get you. i get you. Just you ever get a hankering? Get wait, no, just wait. till You get older. So has he, uh, poor pet yet? No. I look at Sean Michaels. I mean, just,
2: he looks weird. doesn't he looks like Lex, God. Lex Luther's cousin.
3: Yes, he does. It's just not, uh, the heartbreak kid. It's not HBK buddy.
2: Well, in fairness, that hair was looking pretty rough.
3: Okay. I get
2: it. Hey, uh, I watched a little NWA on YouTube this past week. Yeah. And they have an announcer. I don't know if you've seen the program, but, uh, the announcer, the, the main gene of the show, of the program. Okay. So a very attractive young lady with blonde hair named may may. okay, And man, you know, I'm a hillbilly, right? Yep. I got an accent. I reckon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she pronounces. The NWA,
3: yeah,
2: in a way where I swear it sounds like she's saying, "The end of the way." (laughs) And once I, now that I have, now that I have planted that in your head, yeah, I don't think you can hear anything but that. Okay, I'm going to play a little clip here, and I want you to tell me she's saying NWA. Or do you hear the mm-hmm. end of the way? Okay.
1: the end of the NWA, William Patrick Cor- of the end of the William Patrick Corgan.
2: no, you're right. I mean,
1: please welcome the president of the end of William Patrick Corgan.
2: Yeah. Here's another time.
1: Please welcome NWA world's heavyweight champion, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor, It's official at hard times three in new Orleans. You will be facing Tyrus and Matt Cardona for the end of the way world's heavyweight championship.
2: Mm. The end of the way. The end of the way. Heavyweight championship. Yeah. It it makes me wonder, are they setting up a faction? (laughs) It's going to come in and take over the promotion like the NWO and they're going to call it the end of the way. Cause I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Or is that just how she says NWA and That's again, how she says it I'm That's a hillbilly. I mispronounce shit every day of my life. Yeah, But I, and, and I just think maybe I got hillbilly ears because I let somebody else hear it and they're like, no, she's saying NWA. And I was like, it sounds to me mm-hmm. like she's saying the end of the way. Yeah. She needs to work on that. Do you think she's saying end of
3: the way? It sounds exactly like that. I agree.
2: By the way, yeah. not mm. making fun. No. She's working just, in just, wrestling. She's a good looking yeah. lady. She's got a good yeah. paying gig. Uh, Good for you. I'm just saying, to my hillbilly ears, sounds mm. like she's saying the end of the way. Okay. Oh, there goes Shawn Michaels' little tribute to Rick with the upside down mm-hmm. gimmick. Now he's doing the old Kevin Sullivan trio. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Just waiting on someone, isn't he? Someone come <laughs> kick my ass. Oh, there it is. Oh, there he goes. I think that's, that's it? I think he tore it right there.
1: Hit hard. John was able to free himself, but
2: Yeah,
3: I oh, agree with he ain't getting up for a bit here. Yep.
2: He's still down. Let's yeah. see if he gets up with that right arm by his side. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him looking at it. Uh huh. I think he's telling Yeah, he's showing him yeah. he tore it right there. Yeah. And they know something's up too. Yeah. I mean listen, no argument for big time stars. Yeah. Shawn Michaels very last match. I mean
1: he HBK tonight.
2: It's a big deal. Yeah big stars Mm -hmm. (sighs) and he's got
3: 30 minutes to go in the show.
2: It's just a shame when you, okay.
3: He's got to chop. Well, give it to him, man. He, look, he's He's trying, he's trying buddy. You're not kidding. He did a clothesline that time with his arm tucked to his body. Well, when's the mask going to come off?
2: Uh, It slides off accidentally here in a few minutes.
3: Okay. So by now everybody has been told, Hey buddy,
2: right. He's at least communicating it now.
3: Yeah. And you're concerned now with now the referee goes to him. You're concerned that, uh,
2: Referee, John cone friend of the show,
3: you know, they told Cody to work with his, I think the word was because it couldn't get any worse.
2: Uh, now, well, concerned. let me tell you, there's a, there's a not, lot. Lot more to that. I don't want to betray any confidences, but okay. Our friend, uh, he may have been fibbing a little bit.
3: Okay.
2: He may have just not wanted to lose that spot and that opportunity. And I got you. So maybe well, he misrepresented some things.
3: Well, you know what? Uh, maybe, how about, uh, then, uh, hats off to look li- back in the day. That's what you did. You, you rubbed dirt you, on it. You, you damn straight. You did. And you worked because if you didn't work, you didn't get paid. And That's I right. tell the story, I tell the story all the time. We had a TV taping in, um, at the studios on TBS back in the eighties. This is early, when we first started and Ole hurt his knee and rolled out of the ring, he couldn't stand up. Yeah. And he just set he sat back where we were and the match continued and he had, they had to help him up. He limped off. And he worked Columbus, Georgia that night. Yeah. And I talked to him about, it. I said, you worked it. He said, yeah, I worked it. He said, you got to work it, man. He said, you get, that's how you make your money. I went, wow. Cause I had seen him that morning and he couldn't walk buddy, but he still worked the match. So look,
2: look, look at Hunter here doing everything with one arm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. couldn't, you know, it, and he's right-handed, right? So yes. It's the, it's the worst possible scenario on many levels. God, you can, you can see it hanging, can't you? Yes. You can see the peck hanging.
2: The bruising the next day was unbelievable. Oh, I bet. Can you imagine how uncomfortable he was flying home too? I know he flew private. I know it's not commercial, but still. Oh, good God. That's such a long flight. It just, I wouldn't want to do it. But I guess you know if you know you got Doctor James Andrews at home, you try to get to him. Yeah. How about How about Doctor Andrews
3: being such a legend for decades? Isn't that crazy? Decades. Alabama legend too, baby. Yeah, I know. I'm, I listen. Doctor Andrews was he put Bo Jackson
2: re- together? Think about
3: that. Yes, and, and when I first started wrestling, well, he went Doctor James and Andrews to get the knee prepared. Well, it's going to be fine then. Yes. It's just. And I'm sure he has people help him now. Um, he does. He's got a great got a great staff, but still, just isn't it something. And why Alabama?
2: Oh, so you're shitting on Alabama now? Is that the move?
3: No, um, that's not the move. No.
2: You'd be it happy. You'd be happier if he was in Atlanta.
3: What? no, I was just thinking that somebody as prestigious as him would be in like Los Angeles or Hollywood. New York City. Or New York City. One of the big you know, one of the big Hubs. H- yeah. Hubs. Yeah. So
2: remember those uh Pace Picante commercials where they would yell in New York City?
3: Oh yeah, sure do. It's that it, isn't that something how it stuck? Yeah. I I think that was Dub Taylor that did that, didn't
2: he? I don't even know who that is.
3: Uh yeah, you you, you don't you don't know not dub Taylor do do a Google search, Dub Taylor.
2: I'm looking at him right now.
3: Okay. You remember him from all those old Westerns, right? Yeah. I think he's the one that that
2: said that. Oh, Tony, I forgot to tell you this. Speaking of old Westerns, I cut the cord. I'm off direct TV. I had direct TV for over 25 years. And now you just stream. I got YouTube TV. Yeah. That's what I I could watch the local games. Right. But I usually watch the apps anyway. I usually watch, you know, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, all that type of shit anyway. And I'm connected to a couple of wrestling friends who have plex. So they've got a bunch yeah. of shit on there.
3: Right. Look at that. You see him with those guys
2: hoist him up. Yes.
3: Well, yeah, that's great. And I, I think NFL's moving off of direct TV anyway, aren't they?
2: Yeah. I've got the red zone channel right now through YouTube, but yeah, I right. think.
3: They're going to go do streaming next year. In probably. Next season, I think. Yeah. Right.
2: That's what the world's coming to. Right. Well, it's just weird because, you know, I had so many TVs here at the Conradison, as we like to call it, that they made me set up a commercial account. So. Well, what YouTube
3: TV did? No, no.
2: Uh, direct TV. Direct TV. Okay. So when I called in Uh to cancel, of course, they don't want to want you to do that. They send you all these different retention motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, you can drop your bill $80 a month just right now. Yeah. But I'm like. Well, I mean, you didn't do that for these last 25 years. So why now? Yeah. Uh, and then, well, listen, if you, uh, if you'll cut off, if you'll cut down some boxes mm-hmm. and we can cut some channels, we can lower your bill. Yeah. We've just got to figure out how to do that. And I said, well, I figured out how to lower it all the way to zero, which is why I called. <laughs> So if you could go ahead and just cancel and he's like, well, before we do that, yeah, and so anyway, at the end, Mm -hmm. he finally figured out, I wasn't here to fuck around. Yeah. And so it's gone and I got YouTube TV now.
3: Yeah. You think the direct TV people and the, uh, the cable operators have known the shits on for years now.
2: Yeah. it, It probably got started really popping off about 10 years ago and it's more and more yeah. and more.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to refigure what they do. Kind of like, uh, what the post office did. And yeah. Uh, uh you know, um, uh, landlines, telephone landline, shit like that. Magazines. newspapers.
2: I, I still have a landline. I think I'm one of the last Are guys really? with a landline. Yeah. Not many people have a landline. Well, I don't have it hooked up anywhere, but you know, we have an elevator. And you know I what? need it to be hooked up to that because if somebody's just sliding up and down and that motherfucker gets stuck. Yeah. Right. I need you to be able to call me and let me know.
3: You know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I have one too, but we don't have a phone hooked up to it. And I had to have one to uh for this uh Comcast business thing. Yeah. It's all like
2: That's what Com- I've got. I've got Comcast internet like you do. Yeah. And they've got my phone. But I mean, we don't have a, a handset here, but I mean, we do, but it's for just intercom throughout the house that we don't use. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, at first I, Megan was like, well, we don't need one. And I said, well, just hypothetically, if one of our kids gets stuck in the elevator. She was like, I didn't even think of that. And I said, well, I know there are kids, so they probably have their goddamn cell phone with them, but still.
3: I like to go on there sometimes on the website and look up my, uh, check my number and all my all the messages I have on that landline that I never pick up. Yeah. And how many like uh spam calls I have. It's funny.
2: Oh, well, you love spam. You've told us here on the program you love spam. Yeah,
3: I don't love spam on the phone though. Oh. Okay. So has look at man, he's You
2: like spam on the plate. Yeah, on the
3: plate. Fucking. Do, do you think Lois Lo, in honor of
2: Megan Nelson? Mm -hmm. Do you think she, she will make her some, uh, spam dish, like a spam casserole guy?
3: There's no, Lois will not. I think the mask is coming off soon. Okay. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I am just absolutely impressed with what, uh,
2: Hunter's gotten through here.
3: What Hunter is doing. And you can tell every bump, everything he does, he's holding that, but he's taking the fucking bump.
2: Yeah. He's hurting for certain.
3: Yeah. And the referee's telling him. Referee's talking, he's got that uh, pack on his back, you know, communicate to the back, which I think is, I don't know who started doing that first. Obviously it was one thing that obviously would have to uh, develop over time and evolve, but having the referees being able to communicate to the back is just, it's just great. Just great. I mean, there were I gosh, Think of all the TV shows we did over the years where the referee did not hear at all. Right. Yep. Could not talk to the people back in the, well, we call it now the Mongo position, by the way. Do you really? Yeah. No, it's not for
2: I know who it is. It's for the AEW guy. Who's no longer with us. And right. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mongo, uh, who worked back. And his father worked in, in WCW and, uh, TNA and he worked and became a great video engineer.
2: I didn't know his dad work. worked in WCW.
3: Yeah. Wow. Passed in, in the back, uh, passed away and, uh, had two young children. And so we called him Mongo and now it's the Mongo position. There
2: you go. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool, man.
3: Yeah. It was really, uh, not a good Not,
2: not cool that he's gone, you know what I mean? Cool that you I know on that
3: them. we would remember him and honor him that way, sure. Oh, and our announced team is standing up by the way right now
2: because they went through the table.
3: They went through the table. Yeah, this match is really dragging on, isn't it? Yeah, man. And I think a part of it's dragging on us because, uh, Hunter got hurt.
2: People aren't even paying attention to it. You see him just walking yeah. around having conversations,
3: right? It's sort of like background noise. Yeah. Some of them are leaving. That one girl put her, you know, I noticed how women have to, you know, we talk about women have to be covered up. Uh, but it, it seemed like the, the kids did not have to, there must be a certain age.
2: I don't know we're, yeah, we're yeah. hillbillies. We don't know anything about all that. We don't know
3: anything, but man, one thing we do know the man on the floor is in bad shape.
2: Yeah. He's hurting for certain.
3: Yeah. He just laying there. Sean, you got to take it brother.
2: His last match, man.
3: What do you, what he, do you do for something like that you just got to tape it up? Right. I mean, there's no, no I mean, there's, you got to have surgery.
2: Yeah. You have to have surgery. I'm, there's nothing you can do.
3: Yeah. But I mean, as far as before surgery, you just got to immobilize, I guess, with a, with a sling and try to tape it up to where it's not hurting so bad. Oh God. He had to be in miserable shape. You're right. Flying back from Saudi Arabia.
2: Dude. Oh
3: Lord. And of course, this is not the, this is not the place or this is not the event where they had that snafu with the plane ride. Right.
2: No, that was the next year.
3: And the next year, what the guys were stuck on the tarmac for what
2: a day. days? Well, they let them, they made them get off and go to a hotel, but yeah, they were there for a while.
3: Okay. Also, they did get off and go to a hotel. Yes. I guess urban legend has it that they had to stay on the airplane the entire time. That's what I had heard. So do you have any more information you give us that maybe our listeners are, are not aware of happened that
2: time? Uh, I have more information, but I'm not going to say anything else. Okay.
3: Better yet not said,
2: I do think it's interesting that this is Shawn Michael's last match. Okay. Uh, you know, cause he paid, he got made, he got paid a fuck ton of money here, millions of dollars
3: jury sure did. They, they, I made- don't know if
2: it's true, but I heard he got, Like $3 million to do this match. Wow. Like if that's real, of course he had to wrestle again. Are you kidding? Yeah. Before that, his last match was 2010 yeah, against the undertaker in Arizona. WrestleMania 26. So to come out more than eight years later. Yeah. What would that take? About $3 million. Yeah. I think the cane mask thing comes off here. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I think it's near here. I know I said okay. that a minute ago, but.
0: I was yeah, wrong. I
3: mean, I mean, if somebody told me, you know, Hey, Shivani, you've never been in the ring and you're a fat fuck, but would you put on the tights $3 million and go in the ring and so on? I go. Yep.
2: Yep. See you tomorrow.
3: Yep. I'll, I'll be right there. You can slam me one time. And I'm going to lay there the rest of the night.
2: Oh, here we go. Uh, what do you think about Tom Brady getting a divorce?
3: I didn't hear that.
2: Yeah. It's official. They're listing their house for sale. They've uh, both made it official Mm -hmm. and supposedly, you know, he's a Tampa boy. Now he's friends with Ty Domi,
3: Ty Domi.
2: Famous NHL hockey player. Okay. And Ty Domi is now really tight with Richard Morgan Fleer. Oh, brother. Can you imagine Joe Gomez, Dino Traficante, Tom Brady, Ty Domi, and Rick Flair walking into a bar together? Mm. And Rick looks over at Tom and says, Hey, Tom, what call you reckon your butthole hair is? Mm
3: and knowing Joe Gomez, if Flair would ask him, he would check it out. for. Him. What does that mean? Just take it for what it does. Flair would say, Joe, go check out his butt oh hair. Joe would do it.
2: His butthole hair. Mm-hmm. Joe would do it
3: because that's what friends do. That's what I meant.
2: That's what friends are for. Uh.
3: Tom Brady's wife was Giselle, right?
2: Giselle Bunchin.
3: She was uh she was a looker too.
2: Oh, here we go, right here. See so he's grabbing at the mask to punch him.
1: Right to the ribs. And now hey, Kane Shawn Michaels hit Kane so hard that Kane's mask came off his face. Sean first Michael
3: time he'd it. taken his mask off.
2: No, I mean people know what he's knows what he looks like. Like he's done right. corporate cane before, but
3: Right, right.
2: This cane mask has hair attached to it. It's not his real hair. Uh-huh. So now he's just bald, bald as bald. hell. <laughs> and the referee's gonna try to hand him his mask here.
3: Uh-huh. Take another shot. God damn it. Take another don't show him. And don't show Hunter who's out. So we got Kane with the mask, searching for the mask. Hunter who's hurt, laying on the table. And it's it's up to Sean Under Undertaker now.
2: Now we've shown the replay twice of a bald cane. Yeah. And now the mask is on. Okay. Is this not just Yeah? Snafu Jones.
3: It's comedy of airs It is.
2: Snafu but hey, Jones.
3: But hey. That paycheck. Fuck the Snafu's. That paycheck makes it all worth it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We apologize. You may hate it. We didn't. We being the performers and look at Hunter. God bless him. Trying to get in and just <laughs> wow. Mm.
2: It's crazy, isn't
3: it? Oh, Sean slowly crawling, looking back, seeing where Cain is. Uh, dude, dead man tag on So in so much pain, just coming in slowly.
2: This is, uh, not a good match. No, it's not. And he's, he,
3: he won't be able to even do the DX thing sign.
2: <laughs> oh, he tried to. He's the finish that's been called is a uh-huh. pedigree. Okay. Oh, really? Well, do you know what that requires? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at this it
3: requires two arms. <laughs>
2: it does. <laughs> As many things in wrestling does. Speaking of oh. two arms, since we brought it up a few weeks on the show, have you gotten an old fashioned two-hander? Yeah, no, I am. Look, here we go. is that the worst looking pedigree you ever saw? Oh, ever. Like instead of going out and hooking the hands here, he just had to do it back here. Like, Oh, just Mm -hmm. just drop right here. But it's not like it's his fault. Jeez. No,
3: it's not his fault. Not his fault at all. Who's the hockey player that, uh, Ty Domi, Ty Domi. Yeah. Holy shit. He falls down. He falls down on the taker. Their bodies everywhere. Look at this. Now I have to agree. Meltzer is right. It was slow because they're just old. Yeah. They're just, well, but the fans at Saudi Arabia liked it. If there was any report of how much money the WWE made for this was paid
2: $50 million. Ding, ding, ding,
3: which was probably, uh, cash, <laughs> right?
2: Yes. It was, or they go,
3: uh, they put it on that gold credit card. It was,
2: it was a wire. <laughs>
3: yeah. Put it on the gold credit card. Yeah. fifty million. There you go. No problem. That's right. You know what? That may, it may have happened that way. Who fucking knows?
1: Uh, brothers of destruction looking for a double tombstone sean, sean went to the eye sean put his fingers in kane's eye to- super kick again undertaker driven
3: across the ring boy my are the, the announcers are selling the shit out of this they're place. trying
2: to make it seem like a big deal yeah, you know? yeah they're doing a great job here we go again that's it okay
1: the game is not
2: So there you go. Painfully, mercifully, it's over. And Sean's smiling right now because he realizes I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> it's over.
3: Yeah, and he's uh, you could see that Hunter was in pain there. I you know, we didn't pick up much of the commentary, but did they uh talk about how bad Hunter shape Hunter was that they ignored?
2: No, I don't ch- I don't I think they maybe acknowledged he was hurt, but I don't think they really said the extent. But it's clear watching, you
3: know. Yeah. I mean, it It probably would have been a good story if he's in, who knows? It's, it was Vince's call, obviously, in the headset, but I mean, it's like he's hurt. He's fighting through the pain. He's obviously hurt very seriously, you know, really make a, a big deal out of it. The pedigree wasn't the pedigree that he's used to because of the pain, but by God, look what he did. He hooked him and still got it done. Fighting through the pain, like right here. Okay. Match wasn't good, but for perseverance, determination and $50
2: million and $50 million, it was damn good. (laughs) And, uh, listen, I'm glad we got to see it. It's a pretty controversial thing, you know, that they're doing stuff over there, but I enjoyed showing it to you, knowing it was Shawn Michaels last match. Yeah. Next week, you and I are going to be back talking about WCW. Of course, it's Jim right. Crockett Promotions. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. We'll be watching an, uh, an episode from November fourteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Whoa, that should be heading right to Starcade. In two weeks, we'll be back talking about Clash of the Champions twenty-one. Then we'll right. hit uh, a few more shows from nineteen eighty-seven because, well, we just love the old JCP stuff. December is going to be big for us, though. We're going to load you up with Starcades. We're going to watch ninety-two, terrible. We're going to watch ninety-five, terrible. We're going to watch 96. Incredible. Of course, those last two were at uh, a Municipal Auditorium, which Tony and I were in earlier this year. But Starcade 92, boy, what a stinker. And uh, Tony, unfortunately, right now, it looks like it's about that time.
3: It's time for the main event here on What Happened When and One on One. It's going to be Dave Green going up against Conrad Thompson for the Butthole Hair Championship of the World. And now we check the buttholes and we see that Conrad has loaded. Oh, loaded up with hair. Dave green has no hair on his butthole. Hmm. We're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on what happened. When we come to you each and every Wednesday on Westwood one cumulus, but Mondays and every Monday
2: we come to you at free on Patron patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, and dot com.